0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya, Narayanam Namaskrīca, Naramchaiva Narotamam, Devim Sarasvatim Vyāsam, Tito Dayam Nasta Nastāpryeśu Abhyeśu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavatyutama Bhakti Bhavati Nasti so good evening everyone it's another Saturday evening and on Saturday evenings we discuss Krishna's pastimes. From the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, often referred to as the smiling face of that wonderful literature. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is only about Lord Krishna. Uh, Srila Jiva Goswami has proven this uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt in his Satsandarbhas, in those Sandarbhas which are the crest jewel of philosophical explanations into the nature of spiritual understanding we find that Srimad Bhagavatam is used as his proof of all spiritual knowledge contained in uh, the Veda so of all evidence he considers Srimad Bhagavatam the topmost from on, topmost evidence and if you can support your understanding by Srimad Bhagavatam then that's the best and he shows how that's done again and again through the Tatma That's uh, that Sundarbha that teaches us what's the nature of knowledge if we're going to talk about knowledge well it has its own characteristics and what's the nature of of the Supreme Lord Himself, uh, the Bhagavat Sandharva. Uh, what's the nature of God? What's the nature of God's various energies? Um, what's the methodology for that understanding of God? That understanding. The Bhakti Sandharva. There's a methodology. If you follow a certain method of thinking, feeling, and willing you will become self-realized In and if your objective is, is to obtain love for the Supreme Lord Bhakti then this is how you should think how you should feel and how you should will and all that thinking, feeling, and willing is done in accordance with the way it was presented in the Bhagavatam all the great narrations of the Bhagavatam point to this one central personality all of them are pointing right here uh, the Bhagavatam we came we should not be able to get enough of Srimad Bhagavatam it is the literary incarnation of the supreme personality of Godhead and when we look at that magnificent form of the Supreme Lord in Srimad Bhagavatam we naturally begin at the feet and we gradually as we would offer offer something pleasing to the form of the Lord we start with his feet and go up Right? right and we come up to the face so the smiling face of Bhagavatam is this tenth canto and this tenth canto gives us entrance into the Lord's pleasure pastimes and it begins by those pleasure pastimes which are the sweetest those pleasure pastimes which are uh, exhibited uh, free of a sense of godliness and we call those the leela, those pastimes highlight the relationships in bhava, in love with the Supreme Lord, wherein those involved in that love, they don't really know he's God. Now, the astrologer came at the time of birth and said, He's as powerful as God. But he didn't come right out and say, Well, he's been here before. To give him that. Well, he's been here. He's come many times in many different forms. I'll give you that much. But he never came right out. Of course, he was a great sage, and he also knew the climate of the day, and it was a hostile attitude in the in the local administration so therefore to come right out and say hey here's the krishna that that is going to be the complete end of kamsa the king of the land would not have been a very good political move to make we depend on the great sages in many ways they, they deliver knowledge to us according to time place and circumstance and sometimes that circumstance has a lot to do with social the social climate of the day so we've kind of touched on that indirectly and directly Uh, when we look at uh, the presentation of the spirituality of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into Western culture, which is already steeped in a tradition that holds certain conceptions as uh, dear to their understanding, to their religious practice. There are certain things. The Acharya's preaching in the world is is a work in progress with his disciples uh, according to their spiritual qualifications and according to their social circumstance what's the, the sense of spirituality that they're coming to to the Guru with and he, he judges that and then he he gives instructions according to that and sometimes later those instructions are taken as absolute whereas it was just a temporary uh, presentation something that was necessary for the day to protect his student and uh, situate him in the practice knowing that as the practice cleared his consciousness then he could deal with any misconceptions we see this uh, specifically in in the introduction of uh, our spiritual master, is Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, in coming to the Western world and having a a huge uh, Judeo-Christian following, Westerners, they didn't come from the Vedic culture. They didn't believe in demigods. They didn't believe in many gods. They didn't even have much of a conception of what. Than who God was except a servant of God and they said well that's God not really, not really looking deeply as at what it means when, when the servant of God says I'm as good as God for you as a student that's, that's a proper conception and uh, you're here in this world because of original sin isn't that what they call it? Original sin, eating an apple, or so these things are there, and uh, the guru is expert in, in putting things in the proper perspective according to time and circumstance. So there was a time and circumstance when Krishna appeared, and uh, he was immediately uh, rushed away from the palace of Kamsa. <laughs> Uh, in the middle of the night through hell and high water uh, <laughs> taken away from that place uh, to the land of uh, Gukula and he was raised as someone else's son well not really but that's another story <laughs> we're not going to go there tonight tonight we're going to talk about Krishna's another step in the process of Krishna coming of age and we're going to talk uh, about that we've been kind of discussing his, his becoming a young man we consider a child but in their culture the child started work at an early age it wasn't really like indentured servitude or child labor Because these young boys were anxious. They were chomping at the bit to become cowherdsmen. I mean, there's nothing in there. That's what they wanted. And when they were given the calves, well, you start out, you could have, we could have the calves? That's, yeah, great. So, this Kumara age, during the Kumara age, all the cowherd boys, Krishna and all his friends, were elated to be in charge of the calves they were just thrilled beyond anything now they were becoming men (laughs) and they had their sticks and they had their bugles and they had their lunch pails and they went out daily and they, they took care of the calves and they played and they played hard they played from well their parents were afraid they'd never come home they played so much and they played far away so their parents were always cautioning them and we even hear from brihat uh, Bhagavatamrita, even for, for Krishna to get away from Mother Yasoda was a, was a chore for him she would run up to him again and again and look him over and everything's okay and I can't and then he'd have to pass a fire. It's okay. Go home. I'm safe. Balaram's with me today. And, you know, Sudam and, and and Stoka Krishna, they're going to be all... It's fine. Oh, but your feet are going to be hurt. No, no, no. The cows, the calves, they're ahead. And they'll soften the ground. So she'd run, go back. Okay, okay. And then she'd run again and grab him. And Well, no, I can't stand that you're going... So this went on for some time. Every day it went on for some time. At the point, Christian was getting a little embarrassed. His friends are there. What's with your mom? Are we going to go to the? I mean, can we go now or what? I mean, please. So, so they had the calves. They took care of the calves, and they. Saw Krishna dispatched some demons and they, uh, once, in, once we heard uh, Agasura, the dispatching of Agasura was a big deal and it attracted attention amongst all the, the, the gods that uh, the control material affairs. So much so that even Brahma created the universe no, took note of the party that was going on after Agasura was killed. He had to fly down and see what was going on. He was invisible to everybody, but he still was checking it out. Hmm. this Krishna guy wait is that by Krishna hmm. this this could be fun. I could actually interact with Krishna here, so he decided to interact that didn 't go well for him. <laughs> Um, and so we come this evening to Maharaj Parikshit had asked Sukadev Goswami, "What happened to the year? Why, why wasn't this killing of Agasura immediately uh, explained to the to the village people when the kids came home? You know, they certainly would have said something. it Wasn't their nature to keep their mouths shut? You know, they're young kids. It's, not, it's no secrets with young children uh, at that age, uh, Kumara age, from one to five, calf herders up to that age. So Sukadev Goswami explained to Maharaj Pariksit. Well, actually, there was this incident, and Brahma stole the calves, and then Krishna expanded. So we've heard that narration, and Balaram has been kind of gradually, carefully. It was all explained to him because, I mean, he is so close to Krishna. Why wasn't I told a year ago? I mean, he became a little upset, actually. He didn't go out for three or four days after that, after Krishna finally revealed what happened. Uh, he was uh, he was a little upset. So the boys are, are coming to the Pagunda age, and now things are going to change again. Now we need to know that when we look at the smiling face of Krishna in the Bhagavatam, we're seeing a, a sampling of the Leela, of Krishna. So when we hear of a specific day and the killing of a specific demon and a specific demigod like Brahma coming down or all the demigods having a party and throwing flowers, well, there were 365 days in every one of Krishna's years and they partied and they killed demons and they went on adventures and played together every day like that. So our Bhagavatam is giving us a, a sampling of that Bomi Leela when Krishna comes on the earthly plane and uh, uh, Raja Bomi, Raj it's, it's it's here. Mother Earth is supporting the pastime. oh actually she begged for the pastimes at the very beginning but that's another story before we're here so I won't try to go down that road right now but she begged Krishna help, help these demons are all over the face of my just making a mess of everything killing my inhabitants killing the animals, plants exploiting the resources of of me what do I do? please help brahma what do i do you have to get some help here we look out today and we look at what's happening in the world uh, there seems to be also many demons here now <laughs> that are exploiting by the earth and uh, but krishna is here now he's coming in the form of his holy name uh, under the uh, able guidance of sri shaitanya's uh, Sankirtan movement which is going forward and will be ever will be present for some considerable time under good guidance and sometimes not so good guidance but it will Mm. persevere Uh, we won't go there right now young boys have reached the age of six they've come home they're now the Kumara ages ended one year of it they weren't even there but were they there well we could go to the acharyas and, you know, uh, Kavikanapur says they were actually there they entered into the form of Krishna that was the expansions of Krishna so some some interesting things happened during that year they weren't fully asleep but they were also taken over by Krishna so that their parents and the, uh, the cows could relate with Krishna directly. So it was a very interesting period. So they graduated. Of course, it's a, it's a village, and in the village there's always new, there's a whole new group. It's not like, well, here's Krishna's group, and then there's no more children after him there's no more children before him just like sometimes we look in a very <laughs> a very limited way we say well there's my guru and that's it there's no gurus before my guru he's the best guru there's you know there's no not going to be any gurus after my guru no time marches on and, and society goes on and and uh Uh, different generations of people come and go so Krishna is of a certain generation his friends are in a certain generation so more cow more friends are coming to play with Krishna of the younger age of the Kamara age because now he's graduated to the next age well they have to have calves to play with so because they need their calves, because they're excited to go out and play and become cowards' men and grow up, well, then Krishna has to go up. He and his friends at the age of six and up. Actually, Krishna's younger than that, but that's another very detailed thing to look at. Krishna Lila is, is so deep, it's, no, it, it's meant to to pull us away from the thinking of the world that is so detrimental to understanding what is our true spiritual life our true spiritual life, think about it it's this leela of Krishna, that's our spiritual life it's a magical life you're walking on Shintamani wish-fulfilling ground the ground that you walk on wishes to fulfill whatever you desire every tree is a cup of tree from it you can take whatever you want it may not be a banana tree it may be an apple tree but it will give you bananas or buckets of gold or what jewels or whatever mystic opulences you want Chintamani, Kalpa What a land! Wizards, magical things flying in the air, people changing shapes, young boys killing big demons. I mean, this is this is our spiritual place of residence all the fruits and flowers Krishna is walking through the forest they're bowing and trying to touch his feet they're stunned in ecstasy and love of him the river stops the rivers, the moving objects stop moving and the, <laughs> the fixed objects start moving they start melting this is Vraja it's a mystical place. As much as we think of mystical things, we see, we go to the theater, the theaters, they're working so hard to take you into a fantasy world. The fantasy world is already there. You can enter it. It's in your heart. You've taken to a practice and through that practice and through that initiation, you've been given a passageway into the greatest fantasy world, which is the Supreme Lord's Lila, his dream, made specifically and totally for his absolute pleasure. But he doesn't like to play alone. Who of, a, who of us does? So we're allowed entrance into this place, and there's these... It, it's amazing. If we think about it, if you think, you read the Bhagavatam, Look at the, what is being said here. Not enough could be said. Two or three verses coming into this pastime of Dnyanakishore. We're talking about Krishna is praising Vrindavan there, praising, praising himself and the relationship he has with the land, with the with the with the environment. He has to cover his praise up because you know his brother's there, and so he he talks as if he's praising praising Balaram. Balaram, everybody's liking you, and everybody's trying to serve you, and the bees are humming, and the birds are chirping, and the and the everybody's coming to praise you. But really, he knows as well. I may be a little bit more attractive than my older brother. A little sibling rivalry there. So, this is spiritual life. It's a fantastic life. It's, it's, it's everything you expect out of your vacation. We pay thousands of dollars to get away. And where do we go? We want to go to a fantasy world. We want to go to Hawaii. we want to go to Disney World. <laughs> we want to go We want to melt into what was the vision of one man. We really do and we'll spend hundreds of dollars. I've heard to go there. you have to pay a hundred dollars to get in the door or more to park your car you're going to pay <laughs> even to park your car there. So, we want this so much, we save up year in, month in, and month out. If we're lucky, we might be able to go there once in a year. Most people aren't that lucky. Months, it's. My, many can't go for a long time. They have to save up so much. Or they want to go, we want to go to Hawaii or Australia. We want to see the beautiful uh, Aurora Borealis. We want. We want the fantasy land that is there in the core of our heart right now. We can go there. We just have a little cleansing to do. We have to want that place more than any place else. Now think about that in relationship to the material wants of having your vacation. You want it so much that you work week in and week out, day in and day out, month in and month out. What? To get that extra little bit of money set aside so you can finally go on your dream vacation, only to arrive and find it's raining for the whole week. (laughs) My wife and I, we went on a dream vacation. (laughs) As soon as we arrived, there was a hurricane coming. The cars came along with the, the lights and the sirens. Get out of Get out of here now! <laughs> Wait, I just paid. <laughs> I just paid for this house for a week. <laughs> My son and his wife, and they're, and they're they're she's pregnant, and and we were going to spend time together. I haven't seen him for five years. Never spent any quality time. No, get out. Well, that's That's the material world, it's unfortunate but that's what we strive for these vacations, we want to go to a fantasy world we want to to enjoy but we just don't know how to do it so the smiling face of the Bhagavatam, the 10th canto gives us a glimpse into this world and the glimpse as I said is it's a glimmer, we're seeing, oh here's a day Here's a day during Krishna's Kumara age, or two or three days. And here's some days during his Pau age. So, this Pau Gunda age is uh, the age of a graduation. They came back, and as I said, the younger boys need the calves now, so they, they get to take the cows and Krishna and Balarama are a little bigger a little stouter Uh, Mother Earth is really a little happier now because Krishna is so heavy that she can the imprint of his shoe she can look at all the marks on his body on the 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 sole of his foot are now pushed into her so she's she's liking this much all the creepers this uh, this beginning of uh, what chapter is this we're looking at 15th chapter uh, discusses uh, Krishna and Balaram now becoming cowherds, and as cowherds, herds there's uh, there's the advantages of, of uh, uh, being a little older and uh, having a little bit more responsibility and well, Krishna's coming of age Krishna's really this is this is a special time and he's he's starting to feel as I said, more in tune with his environment in this age. if God could feel more, well he's playing like a child, this is his Leela, so he's growing up, and naturally as we become older, we became more aware of our environment so Krishna is becoming more aware of his environment and that's how this 15th chapter begins Krishna is becoming aware of his environment and as I said he's noticing the way that uh, that the environment is is pleased uh, to have him so pleased that uh, it's like the mat of the month the spring months. Every time he goes, the, all the flowers are blooming and you know, all the birds are chirping like it's springtime. And it doesn't matter what month it is. It's like that when he goes into the forest now, and he's taking note and he's he's praising praising the environment, uh, and he's praising it by by praising Balaram. Just see. Just see, brother, how every everything is is taking notice of you. everything's here to please you everything's worshiping you. the trees are wanting to offer you fruit and the uh, the bees and the and the uh, the birds all the animals are are thrilled to have you uh amongst them and uh so it it's quite a quite a unique situation um, and Krishna, as I said, is playing he's playing hard now with his friends he's uh and they're thrilled they're 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 super excited, and in his playing he he likes to imitate the birds, and all of his friends are like pushing him on, yeah, I do yeah. So he, he does that, and they hear the sound, and, uh, so the Bhagavatam, there's verses here bringing out these characteristics of Krishna's interaction with the environment, and how he's imitating the birds, and imitating the, uh, the other animals, and uh, he, he'll make his voice real low, and he'll make the sound of a, of a, of a lion, or a, or a tiger, and he'll... All the children, will get, his, his associates will be a little scared, and we better get out of here, run away, and he'll run with them. Although he's he made the sound to begin with. So, oh, hard to imagine. At one point in their play, um, some of Krishna's close associates—Sudam, uh, Sridham, Stoka Krishna—they um, bring to the attention of Krishna that there is a nearby forest. Now, Krishna is playing in Vrindavan Forest now with them uh, at the foot of Govardhan Hill, and they say, "Not too far from here." In fact: the fragrance you can even smell now. Smell that—that that fragrance. Those—that's the tall fruit. It's just uh, just a few miles down the road. Another forest, Taliban, uh, and that's the smell of the tall fruit. But we can't go there. No one can go into this, this forest. There's uh, there's a demon there that's taken the shape of an ass and he refuses to let any, anybody enter and, and taste the sweet fruit. But we'd like to taste that fruit. Now really they didn't want to taste it, tasted, they wanted Krishna to taste it. But a you know, little trick here, and, uh, Krishna and Balaram off an ass, Demon in the shape of an ass, well, why did somebody just kill him? I mean, it's just a, you know, how could he be so? Thr- oh no, this is not just any ass. This ass is a man eater. It's actually eaten people. <laughs> well, I'd like to see that. <laughs> that would be interesting. Let's go. So they go to to the uh, Taliban Forest. Balarams immediately, well I don't see any ass around here, so he goes up to the huge palm trees and he starts shaking them and the fruits start to fall because they're all ripe and uh, this is in the Bhadra month, it's fall Uh, that's pointed out, so it's kind of right around this time, September August, September this is the Bhadra month So he's shaking the trees and the fruits are falling and well, then, Kusora hears this, and he comes out. What are you doing? This is my place, and none of you people are allowed here. So he he, he walks up to Balaram. He turns around. He kicks him with both his hind legs right in the chest, and he's elated. This ass is just like made an ass of himself. He starts running around and praying. Look what I did! I just stopped this little kid from shaking my trees. <laughs> Uh, what he's still standing here, uh, so he uh, goes in for another kick. That wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Balaram grabs him by the his his hind legs and and whirls him around, and he whirls him around so so strongly, so viciously that this demon Dinukasur, immediately dies. Balaram tosses his his dead body up into the top of one of these palm trees. Actually it says in the Bhagavatam, the tallest palm tree. (laughs) And uh, in tossing uh, his dead body up there uh, the tree begins to vibrate so much so that the trees around it begin to vibrate. The tops of the trees start to break off. (laughs) It's just like a domino effect. All the fruits are falling down. And all of Dinosaur's friends come out. What are you doing here? And they see they're they you know the head the head ass has just made an ass of himself and been killed. So they start a little battle, at Krishna and Balaram one after another kill every one of them in the same exact manner. They whirl them around, their life airs leave, and they toss them into the tops of the trees. <laughs> and the commentaries. Of the Bhagavatam, lo- they say it's looking like a gorgeous sunset <laughs> with the blood of the <laughs> the, the 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 trees and, and the and the it looks like the clouds with all the bodies in the tops of the trees that are breaking <laughs> and the blood coming down. It's like a red, gorgeous sunset and all the fruits and it, it's gorgeous. <laughs> well, we said it was a fantasy land. <laughs> And you can imagine—it's this—is what can happen when you're, li- you're living in the leela of God, and everything about it is a, a supreme fantasy. So now we have a lot of fruit to eat, but the, the fruit's mis- mixed with the blood, so the cowherds don't touch the fruit, but they enjoy the fragrance, and to that. That in and of itself satisfied their appetite. Mm. And then Krishna and Balaram return to Vraj. And that's a whole explanation again. So, both in going to uh, the forest with the cows and returning home that evening, Sukadev Goswami. Opens the window for us so that we can look into the loving sentiments that everyone is starting to develop for Krishna. Very deep love is is coming from. As Krishna and Balaram come back, the dust from the calves is falling on their bodies, and they're 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 just it it, it it's. Stop. You know, when your kid comes home from playing all day, it's like, "Boy, you look a mess." Well, here's Krishna coming home with the dust of the cows, and he looks more gorgeous than when he left. Again, this is Vraj This is a place of magic. It's a place of a wonder. Everything there is wonderful. So there, Sukadev explains them coming back, and and the the feelings of the young girls are starting to blossom. Krishna's a little older shoulders a little wider chest a little bigger and the, his face his eyes, his lips they start to become attracted they start looking like they start to show him some signs and he's like yeah <laughs> okay I'm, a, I'm up for that and, and and Vishwanath Chakravarti the way he explains uh, those reciprocations in his commentary in his tikka to this tenth canto fifteenth chapter is quite quite intimate as to how how the different bhavas, the different loving exchanges are starting to develop and the, the competition between uh, you know the smiles of the gopis and the and the looking of the gopis and the gopis hearing Krishna's flute and hearing and seeing him and smelling him. And wanting to taste him, and then there's a competition between their senses, and they're trying to steal that. And the, the, but then they still have to remain shy, so the, you know, they have to cover their eyes and their face. Oh, no! And then, but they lose the battle, and Krishna a little thief, and he wants to steal that 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 attraction that they have for him. He wants to reciprocate with that, so he he sneaks in like a thief and steals their glances. And steals their, you know, steals, steals that sense they have of wanting him. It's quite an amazing uh, uh, couple of purports there, which I can't even begin to, to give a glimpse into. But it, it, we see Krishna is coming of age, and he's he's starting. All the residents of Raj are starting to fall more deeply into love with him. And he is starting to reciprocate even more and more deeply. Uh, this builds to a crescendo uh, from, from, from the time he, he came from, from Mathura. And came as a, as a young baby stole snuck away from the king's palace to the time that he returns to that palace of the king and dispatches him the loving sentiments for Krishna are increasing unlimitedly to the point when he finally leaves the residents are completely devastated one thing I do want to share with you uh, regarding these particular the dispatching of the demons by Krishna uh, is I'm always drawn to Bhakti Vinod's um, explanation of what these demons represent to us. Because as we hear these pastimes, something's happening. Not only are we being entertained by Krishna Leela, but we're being purified by Krishna Leela. And this purification is happening just as Krishna is actually dancing on our tongue as we chant his holy name at our t- and our whole heart our heart is being purified by this Sankirtan movement so similarly as we in- involve ourselves in Krishna Katha by hearing it or by chanting it and by remembering it being thrilled by it and becoming more and more attracted to it and understanding its unlimited wonder and, and the depth as, as far as you go into these pastimes there is that much further to go and when you think you've just reached the zenith oh I completely I think I understand Krish- the leela itself reveals more to you this is the nature of spiritual life it's ever fresh it's the nature of Krishna he's ever expanding his leela is ever growing as we grow closer to him so this particular pastime Bhakti Vinod Thakur equates uh, all the different demons with various anarthas various uh, things that stand in the way of us coming to a platform of entering into well basically samadhi these anarthas are are standing between us and entering into absolute absorption in Krishna an absolute absorption which will absolve us of all material involvement so this particular demon the Nukasura represents gross discrimination basically looking at spiritual life from a material viewpoint and this demon is dispatched by Balaram so there's two demons Danukasura and uh, Palumbasura who are dispatched by Lord Balaram and these are, are things that we have to be ourselves all the other demons were killed by Krishna so Krishna is automatically purifying us of those anarthas but these two demons and this one Danukasura represent gross discrimination. Gross discrimination, in a nutshell, I'll just share with you Bhakti words and we'll close with them. Subtle discrimination is extremely important for Vaishnavas. In other words, we have to be able to, we have to know what is the what is the objective in a very, it's esoteric, this knowledge is esoteric. What the Guru's giving us is very, very subtle. You know, we have to we have to take the time to hear attentively so that it can come in to our minds and seep into our hearts so that we can really understand. Subtle discrimination is extremely important for Vaishnavs. Those who invent social distinctions and preach the unbreakable principles of Vaishnavism while breaking them to suit their needs. Are said to possess gross discrimination. This gross discrimination takes the form of the ass dhanukkha. The ass cannot eat the sweet palm tree fruits, and he opposes others' attempts to eat them. The purport is that the previous acharyas of the authorized sampradayas have written many spiritual literatures, which people with gross discrimination neither understand nor allow others to see. As like devotees who are simply interested in the regulative principles and under the control of gross discrimination are unable to attain a higher platform, Vaishnava principles are so unlimitedly exalted that those who simply remain entangled in the regulative process without endeavoring to understand the science of attachment are comparable to ordinary fruitive workers therefore until the ass is killed one cannot advance in the science of Vaishnavism boy I have a lot I'd like to say about that but my time is up (laughs) are there any questions about what we did speak about Thank you so much for your association. How you? Krishna.